Grafton is a small town in North Dakota. Some who have lived there will tell one of three stories around the campfire. The first is a true and tragic story that befell Delphine and Edward Hain. In February of 1931, the Haynes hosted a dinner party to 11 guests. Some canned peas served during the event were contaminated with Clostridium botulinum, the bacteria which causes the illness botulism. The Haynes and all their guests fell sick, and within a number of days, all passed away. The second story is that of a group of teenagers who, for reasons unknown, attempted to summon the devil himself. The attempt failed. According to some folklore, after a failed attempt to summon the devil, a person is supposed to take their own life. One of the students followed through with this by throwing themselves off the roof of their school. The third is a speculation that underneath the town is a network of tunnels that connected all the government buildings and major areas. How this story started, or the explanation as to why this web of tunnels would have existed is not known. It was, however, a story that would fuel nightmare tales about patients from the town's mental asylum accessing the tunnels and escaping to the residential areas and the schools. Welcome to Deliver Us. Gideon Eel has his own story about Grafton. Gideon had lived in Grafton most of his life. Although being aware of the stories growing up, he didn't experience anything until he moved out of his dad's house and into his own place. Having been to high school in Grafton, he also wanted to graduate there, so he took a job in a local department store to be able to afford an apartment whilst being in college. Everything seemed to just fit into place. The job and apartment became available just at the correct time he started school. The apartment was modest but suitable. The only thing that wasn't working at the time he moved in was the AC. But seeing as summer was practically over and autumn was on the way, he didn't think that would matter for now. First signs of activity started the first night he slept in the apartment. After a long day of finishing off the moving in, he was tired and figured he'd sleep well that first night. Just as he was about to drift off, he was disturbed by an unusual sound coming from the corner of the bedroom, just above the door. He described it as the sound of someone running their fingernail down a comb. His eyes shot open, and he sat up. He stared at where he thought the source of the sound was for a while, and other than the sound continuing, nothing else happened. He assumed it must be something to do with the building that was causing the noise, old plumbing or the wooden construct. He went back to bed. By morning, the sound had ceased. From then on, he would hear that noise every night. Every time morning rolled around, the sound would stop. He never found an explanation for it, but after a week of living in there, he had gotten used to it as simply a quirk of the apartment. Some time passed, and Gideon met Melissa. They dated for a while, and the relationship blossomed quickly to the point where the young couple decided to move in together. It was when Melissa moved into Gideon's apartments that the activity started to change. The first difference was the sound that occurred every night began to fluctuate in volume. The sound had until this time remained at the same volume and in the same location. The location began to shift from above the bedroom door to above the closet that was situated on the same wall 
but far enough to notice a difference. Inside the base of the closet was a small pile of Melissa's books and belongings that were temporarily being stored in there after she'd moved in. The morning after the shift in positioning of the sound, they discovered the books and belongings were soaking wet. That's it, Gideon thought to himself. It has to be a plumbing issue. He began to feel around the area to see where the water could have leaked from, but he struggled to find the source. The walls, ceiling, and floor surrounding the closet were all dry. It was almost as if someone had opened the closet and poured water straight onto Melissa's belongings. Melissa was annoyed by the damage, but luckily, everything that was ruined was replaceable, so the couple went about their day. The most dramatic change to the sound occurred the following night. It started the same as it usually did, and then the volume began to increase. It got so loud it filled the entire room and was difficult to determine where the sound was coming from. Gideon and Melissa lay there, frozen in terror. Then the volume decreased and they were able to place the sound again. At first it was back above the door and then it started to move along the walls until it placed itself above Melissa's side of the bed. Unable to bear the noise any more, they got out of bed and dragged the mattress and bedding out of the bedroom and into the living room. This was where they would sleep from now on. The noise, however, still could be heard emanating from the bedroom each night. Although Gideon could never explain the noise, there was something that prevented him from concluding something paranormal. He owned two cats at the time, and having the belief that animals are sensitive to paranormal occurrences, he was assured by the fact that they weren't reacting oddly to the events. Gideon and Melissa settled in. Gideon, still being at school, would leave for the day, and Melissa would stay at home. Despite Gideon's assurances that there was nothing to worry about, she always felt uncomfortable in the apartment alone, so she would often spend time out and about walking in the town. She was still new to the area, so she thought this would be a good way of getting to know it better. As soon as she went outside and encountered other people, they would always harass her. It didn't matter who it was, teenagers, adults, the elderly. They would yell names at her for no reason. They were complete strangers, and for no reason they would just hurl abuse. Gideon insisted that the expiration walks would have to happen when he was there as well, to ensure Melissa's safety. The first night he took her out, Melissa's claims were confirmed when a car drove past with several young men inside and they shouted something indiscernible at the couple. Gideon was taken aback. He had lived in the town his whole life and had never before seen this type of behaviour. They carried on with their walk, discussing the goings-on in the apartment. Gideon explained the noise heard in the bedroom at night reminded him of the noise created in the horror movie The Grudge. Melissa had never seen it before, so Gideon convinced her to pop by the video store on the way home to rent the movie and watch it that night. Upon watching horror movies, our imaginations have a tendency to run wild, making us see and hear things that are not really there. There are, however, schools of thought that believe that entities will use the fear we experience when putting ourselves through watching horror movies to feed off. So... That shadow you saw moving in the corner of your vision, the presence you felt in a bedroom, or that noise you heard in the middle of the night after watching that scary film, 
may not just be your imagination. During the watching of the film The Grudge, the noise in the bedroom could be heard, fluctuating in volume and moving around the space. That night, it sounded like it was able to leave the room and start to move around in the corridor. Several evenings later, the couple were going for their evening stroll. During their walks, they would experience hearing the sound of footsteps behind them. They would turn around to look, but they wouldn't see anyone. This one particular night, they came across a house that had all the lights off in the rooms except one. They saw a figure of a woman standing in the window. As they got closer, they were able to see that she was staring directly at them. She did nothing but follow every move with her eyes. They continued with their walk and found themselves near the town's mental institution. It was dark, and feeling adventurous, they explored the area a bit. They discovered a graveyard on the grounds. Opposite the institute was a park. It was deserted, so the couple found a secluded spot to stop for a while. They sat on the grass and kissed. Their passionate moment was interrupted by a loud scream from deep within the park. It didn't sound human. Gideon was convinced it was a hyena and went searching for the source of the sound. He didn't get far before he saw it. A dog-like creature, hairless and standing on its hind legs. It rose from its hunched position staring directly at him and then ran off into the night. Gideon ran back to Melissa and urged her to leave with him as quickly as possible. The couple got themselves home. Melissa was desperate to know what Gideon had seen, but he wanted to ensure they were back in the safety of their own home before saying anything. Melissa was starting to come to the conclusion not only was there something not quite right about the apartment she had just moved into, but the town of Grafton itself. The cats that lived with them were indoor-outdoor animals. Gideon believed in giving them their freedom to come and go as they pleased. The next strange occurrence happened when, one day, Melissa and Gideon were both home, and they heard the sound of children laughing outside the screen door that went from the living room to outside the apartment. Then they heard the sound of a cat hissing and growling, which was followed by a thud and a brief moment of silence before they could hear these children laughing and running away. They went outside to inspect, and all they could see was a small patch of blood on the wall, with some fur stuck to it. They searched, but they never found the kids, or their cat. They could have concluded that it was just children playing a game that went too far, resulting in the death of an innocent animal. But with everything that had happened before, and what followed, drew the couple to the conclusion that what happened was the beginning of a new type of attack. The children would return frequently. They would always be heard, but never seen. Laughing loudly outside their screen window, or in the corridor outside the front door to the apartment. They would also hear thumping sounds against the walls of the apartment, as if they were throwing something hard and heavy against them. Gideon would run out to see what they were up to, and every time would find nothing. Eventually, things became too much for the couple and when Gideon had finished school, he and Melissa decided it would be best for them to move from Grafton to Pennsylvania, where Melissa's family lived. One evening, a week before they moved, the couple ran out of cigarettes. 
The local gas station was walking distance, so Gideon went out to purchase some more. The walk there took them through a walkway with storage units that belonged to the apartment complex on the other side. Ahead of him, he saw shadows stretching around from the corner in front of him, and he heard the children laughing. When he turned the corner, he saw nothing. Gideon continued to the gas station and returned home with a fresh pack of cigarettes. When he arrived, he found Melissa visibly shaken in the apartment. As soon as Gideon had left, the apartment lights had started to flash on and off. The noise returned to an unbearable volume. Melissa tried to leave the apartment, but her efforts were prevented from the door being stuck and unable to open. Everything ceased as soon as Gideon returned. On their last night in the apartment, they had some friends come over to spend one more evening with them before they left town. They all went for a walk and were only 300 feet from their apartment when they all heard a sound filling the whole area. It was that same sound they heard in the bedroom, the sound of someone running a fingernail down a comb. One of their friends let out a gasp, looking on the top of one of the buildings close to their apartment complex. They claimed they saw something, a figure maybe, move and disappear from sight. They quickly returned and went inside the apartment. Gideon and Melissa never slept that night. They were kept up by the sound which was at its highest volume and moving around the apartment. They lay there awake, and when the sun eventually started to rise was when the sound began to fade. They packed up and left the apartment, and that was the last they experienced of these unexplained occurrences. So this was not your average haunting due to the fact that there were many different unexplainable occurrences. The sound without a source, the woman staring from her window, the children under the influence of a negative force and the strange dog-like creature all point towards one thing. A skinwalker. Skinwalkers derive from Navajo culture and are considered to be witches who can possess or transition into animals. Perhaps... This particular skinwalker was, for whatever reason, unhappy with the arrival of Melissa, a stranger in the town, and used its influence to drive the couple away. If that is the case, it certainly worked. This story was based on true events, and was adapted, narrated, and produced by me, James Deverell. This is a pilot season for this podcast, something I would like to make a lot more regular. If you enjoyed it, please help it to grow by leaving a positive review. To keep up to date with me on social media, check out my Twitter and Instagram accounts, at Daredeverall. If you enjoyed my storytelling and paranormal stories, you should also check out my YouTube channel, Mr. Sinister. Thank you for listening.